Hello, this is your host Jackie from Talking Without Filter. This is episode 3, season 6. This episode is called Scary Love Exes. So, we know that there are some seriously messed up people out here. And, unfortunately, some of these people end up in relationships. Love can make us do crazy things. And, is that an excuse for the things that they do? No. But, for them it is. I hope that you enjoy these stories. Some are sent in, and some I have come across. Warning, animal death. A few years ago, I was on the outs with the very dependent girlfriend. What started out as just casual dating turned into her physically living at my house, needing to constantly be in contact with me, and always trying to spy on my social media accounts. She was extremely depressed and used my sympathy as a weapon to keep pulling me back whenever one of her crazy actions would push me away. It took my younger self a long time to see the pattern. When I finally did, and she realized that she was losing me, she ran over my dog. Thinking that the grieving process would bring us back together. And the worst part was that it did. Well, kind of. The pain of having to drive my dog to the vet and put him down was too much. It was too much for me to handle on my own. And for once, the other way around, she was there. Until a few weeks later, she was drunkenly admitting what she had done. I've never been so mad about anything. I was raised to never raise my hands to women, but my morals were seriously tested at that point. I couldn't blame you. I couldn't get the trip to the vet to put my little guy down out of my head. How could this person that I loved have done something so psychopathic? I threw all of her shit out and physically removed her from my house. I filed a restraining order, but before I went through, I had to threaten to press charges just to keep her away. I haven't talked to her since. I feel bad for anyone that gets caught up in her psycho shit. I thought she loved me. And that really led me to wonder if she was some kind of psycho sociopath who had been playing me for a fool the whole time. Oh, I'm so sorry about you losing your pet. I couldn't imagine what I would do if someone had done that to me. Because I love my cat. <laughs> but I'm glad that you were able to remove her from your life. And I hope that you are doing well. Next story. I had a boyfriend in high school who was abusive verbally. So I broke up with him thinking we'd just go our separate ways. Boy, was I wrong. He went and cried. Literally cried. To the guidance counselor. She hauled us both out of class and 
told me in blank that we had to talk it out. I told her I didn't want to be with him anymore because he yelled at me all the time. And he would freak out when I did something that he deemed wrong, which was pretty much everything. He was the one who punched a hole in the wall in her class, but she didn't care. She said we couldn't leave until it was resolved. And in other words, that meant until we were back together. I got out of that relationship when we went to different schools and I heard that he ended up in rehab and he would have people sneak me letters. Looking back, it was nuts and I was dumb for not doing more to get rid of him earlier and permanently. Well, I can't blame you feeling that way because uh, I'm with you on that boat because I used to date someone not my last ex my ex before that who was crazy he was a bit older than me and I didn't know any better and I thought he was handsome I was like wow an older guy likes me or whatever I didn't know I was being groomed, um, but yeah, it was, everything was great. Obviously, I had to keep this relationship quiet just because he was older than me. Well, that's what he kept mentioning, and one day I was like, you know, I don't feel this relationship is appropriate, and I don't feel that we should keep talking. I, I think I should focus on school. And that did not sit well with him. Um, He had a complete meltdown. He would call me, leave me voicemails, uh, try to hack into my old MySpace account and everything. And then one day he called me and he's like, when I find you, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to dismember you. And then I'm going to leave you so your parents can see what kind of daughter that they have that treats somebody bad for them loving her, etc. And that really scared me because I felt that he was really capable of that. And I was able to contact the police and he was arrested. And I don't know what else happened to him because we moved and then I had deactivated all my social medias. And I didn't hear about him ever since, but that it's scary. So I, I believe you. Next story. My ex was a pathological liar. He had lied about everything. I once was at his apartment waiting for him to finish work. He had invited me over. Well, I'm texting him all night trying to figure out why he wasn't there yet. He finally arrives around midnight, saying he was tired and that he had to leave around midnight because he had to fix something and the next day he tagged he was tagged in a ton of pictures at a bar with co-workers another time I showed up and my toothbrush was missing he said my dog ate it and he threw it out but it ended up being in his closet I would try to figure out why he was lying 
and he would make me think everything was in my head. He ended up sending me into a severe depression where I was doubting everything about myself. I was sick to my stomach for weeks, lost a bunch of weight from puking and not even being able to eat anything. That was my worst relationship ever. Oh, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I mean, I'm glad that you didn't have to deal with it after their relationship, but I am sorry that you had to deal with it during their relationship because verbal abuse is not pretty and it can cause a lot of damage during the time and down the road. So I hope that you got the help that you need and that you were doing much better. Next story. This is a little short one. Dated casually for a few weeks. Decided she wasn't for me. So I called off. I get a call a week or so later saying I gave her gonorrhea. What the hell? Go to the doctor, get tested with the thing. And results came back. And I'm clean. When it comes back to me that it was just revenge for breaking up with her. She was going to tell me she was pregnant and make me pay for the abortion. But was talked out of that by her best friend. I would rather have paid the money. Okay, so I guess he's saying that she was doing all of this stuff because he broke up with her. So she was saying that she was pregnant and that she had like STDs and stuff, which is horrible. I don't know who would make that stuff up. Next story. I was 21. She was 24 and had a boy about two years old. She was basically normal, had a good job, take care of the kid. She was kind of a dim bulb though, not very bright. I was bored in the relationship and really didn't want to become stepdad to the kid, so I ended it. No prob. Run into her month, running into her a month or so later at the bar, we ended up going back to her place for a night of XX. That was your mistake. Next morning, she makes coffee and breakfast. I go to school. She goes to work. I get incredibly sick on the way to school and throw up multiple times. Make it to the school, still puking, find the nurse medical office, and vaguely recall being loaded into the ambulance. I come to the hospital. A doctor tells me I OD'd on an enormous amount of meth and had about five minutes left to live before they figured out what was going on. Oh, by the way, there was some federal agents here to talk to you. <laughs> it turns out my ex had planned this whole thing and decided that if she couldn't have me, no one could. She went to jail but got a reduced sentence for turning on the family member that was making and distributing the mess. Wow. <laughs> That's so crazy. You, I mean, you just gotta be careful. Sometimes you should know that you can't get back with, 
with an ex, especially if you know that they're not right, like in the head and stuff, you know? Next story. I dated this guy my junior year of high school, and he was really obsessive. Never wanted me to hang out with any of my friends, and I always wanted to go through my phone, and got mad when the screensaver on my phone wasn't a picture of us. One time, we had an argument at his house, and I was just not interested in him anymore at that point, and I wasn't sticking around for the argument, and I decided to leave when he ran out of the house to my car and jumped into the passenger seat. He started crying and screaming and refused to get out of my car until we talked about things. Obviously, me wanting for him to get out, I went along with it. But we broke up soon after and he started telling people that I was a whore and he made a Twitter so he could stalk me and harass me. I had been in a serious accident where a motorcycle was involved and the man that was driving the motorcycle didn't survive. He went as far as to make hateful comments about that as well, which is a fucking low blow. This is why I make sure I'm friends with someone for a while now before I start dating them. I gotta make sure they aren't crazy. I mean, I agree at some point, but at the same time, you shouldn't want to look to date someone and be friends with them because you want to date them, you know? Obviously, I can't tell you what to do and it's your life, but at the same time, you know, just take time to yourself as well. But that's, that's just me. I started going out with this girl within a week of talking to her. She started sending me pictures of wedding cakes and wedding stuff, and I was immediately turned off. And I wrote her off as overly obsessive, but I was still attracted to her and continued their relationship. Later on in their relationship, we both got really sick with the flu and sinus infections. I have health insurance because I have an awesome job with benefits. Well, aren't you lucky? I quickly got better and she was still sick. I dropped off some medicine and the next thing I know, she starts talking with her ex, breaks it off with, off with me, and says that I was obs- the obsessive one. I'm still trying to figure out what happened. That's about as crazy as I got. One moment, she was talking about getting married, and the next, she didn't want to talk. Oh, wow. I guess she tried to flip it on you so that you would think that you're the one that messed up and that it wasn't her. If she had messed up, which I'm not sure because you didn't really go into much detail in your story, but I still appreciate it though. I was living in Holland. After a few years of drug addiction, serious mental health issues, and a girlfriend who had cheated on me several times, I decided it was time to move back to Wales. I had a massive party and invited all of my closest friends, except for her. She showed up Anyways, crying and bawling, begging for me not to go. I sent her away. I was, after all, leaving the next day. After the ruckus ended and my guests had left, she turned up again. This time, I let her in, and as soon as I shut the door, she went apeshit. 
she started throwing punches and chucking things at me, screaming like a banshee. Luckily, a neighbor called the police, and she was taken home. I went to bed thinking nothing more of it. After an hour or so, I hear scraping outside, so I looked over my balcony. I shit you not. There, on a ladder, holding a tin of white paint, she had written, Wales sucks. I love you. On the wall in large letters. After realizing what I was watching, she lost it again and revealed a 30 centimeter kitchen knife. She bounded to my security door and started stabbing at it like a lunatic, screaming obscenities. 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 Sorry if I say it wrong. I called the cops who arrived swiftly, but had a hard time of controlling her. It took four people to finally take the weapon off of her and put her in the van. During the struggle, she actually bit one. I got no sleep that night. The following day, I left Holland in a white van headed for Callis. Wow. That's really scary. It's crazy. The lengths people will go because you're not interested, you know? I broke up with a girl on a Monday. And me being me, I try to stay being friends with her. She kept saying she needed six more weeks for closure, and that was her last chance at dating. On Friday, she shows up and says, I am gonna let you go, but I need to let you know that I'm pregnant. The next day, she calls me and says she's going to the ER. Later that day, I get a phone call and she says that it's a tubular pregnancy and she needs to take the abortion pill. No, usually this requires surgery. She asked me if I could come over that night because she needed moral support, and obviously I felt obligated to go. When I was there, I told her I was going to leave when she went to bed. She started crying and she said she was afraid she might hurt herself. That freaked me out, so I, I stayed. And at night, she took my hand and put it on her belly, and she said, Say goodbye. The next day I woke up, I got the hell out of there, and I figured it was all over. Well, I get a phone call, and she says, I'm still pregnant. Apparently, according to her, she had twins, and one of them had survived. I told her I wanted to go with her to the next appointment. She said, Fine and it was on Wednesday. Well, on Tuesday, she messages me and tells me they had an opening, so she went early. How convenient, right? She sent me a picture and I looked at it. There's no information on it. She said they emailed it. Making sense, I guess. They removed all the identifiable information. Well, two days later, a friend with better Google knowledge than me took the picture and found it online under someone else's name. You could even see where parts of the image had elements removed. I confronted her about it and she said she couldn't believe I would believe her and my child would never know who I am. 
The next day, she sent me an email saying her lawyer would be in touch. And then she sends another one telling me she's going to have an abortion, but that I needed to pick her up and pay for it. Five minutes later, she sent me an email saying that if I didn't respond, she would just keep the child. I responded back saying that I found the image and I showed her the link and that her story has a one in a millionth chance of being real, even without the fake image. If she continued to harass me, I would get protection. Two weeks later went by and I hear nothing. Then I get a call at 6 p.m. from her home number. The girl sounds very much like her and says that it's her cousin and that she was going to be her lawyer and that I needed a call back. Only problem, that callback number was her home phone number, so obviously this was fake as well. And this has been my last three weeks, so it's probably not over. Whoa. Oh, that's wild. I don't know why some people think that just because you're pregnant, that's going to make somebody stay. Like I mentioned before, you know, nothing will make someone stay if they don't want to stay. Alright, last story. I had a horrible situation and similar to your story. It had actually began in a very weird way, but being as young as I was, 14, ignored it because, well, someone actually liked me. Girl, I believe, I believe you. When I met him, we went to different schools, same. He went to a private school and I went to a public school. Public school, sorry. After a few months of pretty much just through an I am friendship, he transferred to my school. First red flag, we started dating, if you could even call it that, at 14. And I started to notice him getting way too serious about it. He would talk about getting together forever and going to college together. He even scolded me and yelled at me if I got a bad grade because I might not get into college. And I realized how overwhelming he was and I broke up with him. He was so embarrassed that he didn't want to tell his parents who had apparently tried to convince every day that he would be, that we would be together forever. Wow, his parents? He wanted me to go to his house, out to dinner, etc., and pretend we were still together. I felt bad for hurting his feelings, so I did it for a little while. It all finally ended when I began seeing someone else. I told him that I was dating someone and he freaked out. He started crying and yelling at me, ordering to give him a chance and to give him everything he ever gave me, telling me he wanted to kill himself. And then he pulled a painting out of his closet that I briefly mentioned liking. He said he was going to give it to me after our first year wedding anniversary and that I ruined that. That's when I stopped feeling bad and I did not speak to him again. It was very scary. And I understand how that feels, you know, just because of the story that I had mentioned about myself this is similar to what I went through except he was a little bit more scarier but I am glad that you were safe and that you no longer speak to him and I'm glad that you were doing better
And I hope that you never have to go through that again. Um, I do want to mention that if you're, anyone is in a domestic violence, you know, you can call 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 1-800-799-7233. And you can also go on the hotline.org to get help for domestic violence if you're in any scary situations to get help. I hope that y'all enjoyed these stories. I will be uploading a second part to Demons because it was very requested and I hope that y'all enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Bye.